0: So we continue the series on gifts in the church, specifically the spiritual gifts as listed for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, beginning at verse 7. The scripture says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And there are nine uh, gifts of the Spirit listed for us in this passage of scripture. And we have divided them, subdivided them up into three different categories, uh, which we've uh, entitled the speaking gifts, the revelation gifts, and the power gifts. And uh, the speaking gifts, uh, we put into that category prophecy, diverse kind of tongues and the interpretation of tongues because we said that all of those gifts speak forth the word of the Lord so we can study the, the gifts a lot easier if we categorize them uh, in that, uh, under that heading. The revelation gifts we uh, said were, was the, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and the discerning of spirits because all of those gifts reveal something uh, to us from the Lord. And then the power gifts uh, include the gift of faith, Uh, gifts of healings and working of miracles. And uh, we're dealing in this series with the power gifts, and we've dealt thus far with the gift of faith and special faith, uh, you can basically call it, because uh, it it can become confusing to individuals when they see just the gift of faith, because uh, untaught uh, people begin to think that not everybody in the body of Christ does have faith. And then uh, we had a look at, in the previous teaching, the gifts of healings. And uh, I just want to recap quickly on what we dealt with in the previous teaching with regards to the gifts of healings. We, uh, we differentiated in that teaching between uh, healing by faith and healing by the anointing. And we said that all believers are um, enabled by God to heal by faith. It's a mandate given to us in uh, Mark 16. Our Lord said, and These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out demons, they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. And so all believers have the uh, mandate given to them by the Lord Jesus to lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. But that is um, an operation of faith. That is not an anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so we said that one who has then received this gift called gifts of healings has in fact been anointed by the Holy Spirit with a greater degree of power uh, to heal the sick. And that is the difference between praying for the sick by faith and ministering to the sick under the anointing of this particular gift. And so we we differentiated between the two. And then we said that uh, in order for this one who has this particular gift, um, in order for them to enjoy a greater degree of success in ministering this gift and obviously then getting people healed. We said there are two conditions that really need to be met. Just go, to go back to praying for individuals by faith in order for them to be healed. One saint praying for another saint for argument's sake. We said um, in that instance there, by uh, most of the time, what is required is faith is required on both uh, parties in order for healing to take place. The, the person who's praying for the individual needs to be praying in faith, and the person who is being prayed for needs to be receiving that healing by faith. Um, we said with regards to baby believers, uh, the Lord does allow the baby believer to be healed through the mature believers' faith up in, uh, as a, uh, just for that period of time while they are a baby believer. But w- there comes a time when God says, no, you do need to exercise your own faith. So that in that instance, when one believer is praying for another believer um, to be healed, then both believers need to be exercising their faith at that time. But we said that with regards to the gift of healing, gifts of healings, For the individual who has that particular gift, not always is their faith required in order for the individual to be healed through that gift Um, because uh, it's really up to the individual who's receiving the healing to believe that the person is anointed by God to heal and when they do, uh, the healing power will flow. The Holy Spirit will then allow His gift to be made manifest through the individual. And so we said that two conditions that have to be met in order for this person who has the gift to uh, experience uh, greater results um, is that the individual must be walking in fellowship with the Lord, um, must be not hindering that gift from being made manifest through them to its full extent. And then we said that the individuals who are coming to that person who has the gift for um, their healing they need to be exercising their faith that God will heal them through that method, and then that's exactly what would happen. And we said that with regards to praying for individuals to be healed uh, by faith, that there's normally a recovery that takes place. It's not very seldom that an instant healing takes place, but it's a recovery that takes place uh, from that moment over a period of time. Could be a short duration, could be a a longer period, but nevertheless the recovery does begin at that time and uh, the person will recover. But with regards to ministering of the gifts of healings, most of the time um, instant healings will take place and the person uh, will be healed instantly of whatever sickness they had. And then we looked at the fact that uh, the gift is called gifts of healings, plural on both counts, gifts and plural healings. Because we said that not everybody who has this gift is anointed by God to be able to heal all sickness and all manner of disease. Very often the Holy Spirit anoints the individual with uh, the ability to just be able to heal one particular category of disease. And we looked at Philip as an example, Philip the evangelist in Acts chapter 8. And we saw that the scripture uh, showed us that um, those who were paralyzed and lame were healed under his ministry mentions nothing about those who are blind or deaf or had any other kind of sicknesses being healed under his ministry and the holy spirit just highlighting for us the fact that um, one who has this gift very often is anointed by the lord to only heal certain categories of diseases and so they will always experience a greater degree of results if those categories of diseases are brought before them Um, they'll pray in faith for others obviously but uh, the anointing is not there because the anointing is given to the individual only for certain categories. And so that brings us up to speed to the next of the power gifts that we well in fact it's the last of the power gifts that we want to discuss in this series and that is the gift of the working of miracles. and the scripture is in, again, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10. The scripture says, to another the working of miracles. So this is a, another of the power gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit. Um, now, before we get into uh, the power gifts, this particular gift and as such, as we had to do with regards to the gift of faith and as we had to do with regards to the gift of healings, We also need to differentiate with certain aspects of this gift. Otherwise, it gets confusing. And um, we need to understand certain aspects uh, pertaining to this gift. Now, one of the things we do need to understand is this passage of Scripture. And that is John chapter 14, verse 12. This is our Lord Jesus speaking. And he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. And so our Lord Jesus, um, when he walked the earth, he did a powerful working of miracles. And we're just going to concentrate on the working of miracles and our Lord's ministry. And if you go and study his ministry and look at the miracles that he performed and you do a comparative in the church, from the time that our Lord ascended into heaven up until today, present time, um, you will find that there are no greater miracles that the church has performed than our Lord Jesus performed when he walked the earth. Our Lord raised people from the dead. Our Lord uh, fed multitudes uh, with a few loaves and and a few uh, small fish. Our Lord walked on water. Our Lord turned water into wine. Um, Our Lord... um, well, what else can we uh, Yeah, that's pretty much enough, but there's, there, if you obviously go through the Gospels, you will see all the um, our Lord um, sent Peter to go fishing and uh, the, the fish came up with water, with money in his mouth so that our Lord and Peter could pay their tax. Um, so there was miracle after miracle after miracle performed by the Lord Jesus. Now, as I say, if you do a comparative between what our Lord did and during His ministry, and w- there have been powerful ministries in the church over the ages, but on a comparative basis, the miracles performed by the church pretty much equal that which our Lord performed. There's no, um, you know, no greater miracles that we can think of if we study church history. Um, even I'm talking about the, the, the book of Acts and then leading up to the present, to the present day. Um, there's no greater works um, that, than what our Lord Jesus, in fact, performed. And that kind of ties in with what our Lord actually said along that line. For he said in John 13, 16, that a servant is not greater than his master. It says it's, it's enough that the servant be equal to, or the student be equal to his teacher, but not greater. So, in the light of that, what was our Lord talking about when He mentions this comment? Makes this comment in John 14:12, in that He said, "Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father." So the works that our Lord has done during His ministry, we have seen equal of that. We've seen people being raised from the dead. We've seen uh, supernatural provision taking place. Um, we have seen uh, those kind of miracles, none greater. So what is the greater works that our Lord was referring to? Well, the, the key is in that last passage of Scripture, uh, when our Lord refers to greater works. He says, and greater works than these he will do. Why, Lord? Because I go to my Father. And so it's, it's hinging on the fact that our Lord Jesus goes to the Father. Because of that, the church is able to do greater works than what our Lord did when he was on the earth. So it kind of gives, gives us a bit of insight as to what our Lord Jesus was in fact talking about. And so what our Lord was talking about um, greater works, because he talks about works plural. He doesn't say a greater work, he says greater works. So he's talking in the plural, not in the singular. And the first greater work that our Lord was referring to is in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved. And so Jesus couldn't get anyone born again. No one could be born again under our Lord's ministry because he had not yet gone to the Father. And in order for one to be born again they have to meet these conditions. They have to confess confess, uh, Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead. God hadn't yet raised Jesus from the dead, for he had not yet died. And so while our Lord was on the earth, although he did um, make disciples, and people followed him, and he even appointed the 12 apostles of the Lamb, um, he could get no one born again, because he, the conditions had not yet been met. And so nobody could uh, then uh, meet the conditions, as in Romans ten nine, in order for them to be born again. And so the miracle of the new birth for it is a miracle. The new birth is a miracle. When, when somebody is born again on the inside, their spirits are made brand new creations in Christ. That is a miracle of God. And so that particular miracle, our Lord Jesus Christ could not perform when he was on the earth. That is one of the greater works that we, that we the church are able to do, which our Lord uh, couldn't do. But we can now do it because he has subsequently ascended to the Father. And you think about even raising somebody from the dead. Uh, Even though our Lord raised somebody from the dead, Lazarus, for argument's sake, Lazarus still had to die again because uh, the one who's raised from the dead, their bodies are not immortal. So they will eventually die again. And so... Raising from the dead, although it's a very powerful work, it's a very powerful uh, miracle, it is not as powerful as getting somebody born again. Because to be born again is an eternal work. It is not just a temporary, because as I say, even raising somebody from the dead, that's a temporary miracle because that body will die once again. Um, but being born again is for all eternity. And so that is a greater work, which we are able to do because our Lord Jesus has ascended to God our Father. And we can uh, perform that work. But our Lord did say greater works, plural. So what's the other work uh, that our Lord was referring to in that passage of Scripture? Well, the other work is this, John chapter 7, beginning at verse 37 through to, uh, verse 39. Our Lord, the Scripture says, On the last day, that great day of the Feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. And so the second work, that our Lord Jesus could not perform, which the church can perform, is getting people filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus couldn't fill anyone with the Holy Spirit because He had not yet been glorified. He had not yet received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father. We recall when our Lord did uh, ascend into heaven that He received the promise from the Father, the Holy Spirit, and He poured out the Holy Spirit on His church on the day of Pentecost. And it, subsequent to that, every... Newborn believer that comes into the kingdom of God can be filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance. Now that um, work is also a greater work than what our Lord could perform because that work is also an eternal work because to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to have the Holy Spirit uh, be full of, of the Holy Spirit for the rest of eternity. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. And so that's something again that our lord jesus christ could not do while he was on the earth but the church can do because jesus has ascended to the father and so those are the uh, greater works that our lord jesus christ was referring to when he said the works that i do shall you do also and greater works than these shall you do because i go to my father the works the greater works that we are able to do is to, we're able to get people born again, and we're able to get them filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus couldn't do that while he was on the earth, Um, and because the requirements had not yet been met in order for that to happen. Now, both of these works, uh, uh, born again, uh, getting people born again, and getting people filled with the Holy Spirit, both of those works fall into the category of the working of miracles. And so they come under that particular category um, of the nine gifts of the Spirit, the working of miracles. Now, obviously the working of miracles also includes, includes raising the dead, also includes um, feeding multitudes, things like that. And we'll go through different accounts in Scripture and, and uh, look at the accounts. Because as we said, it's always good to look at scriptural accounts of the gifts being made manifest because it just gives us a better understanding as to how these gifts actually do work. But the two um, um, works that are included in this category called working of miracles is getting somebody born again and getting them full with the Holy Spirit. Those two events are in fact miraculous in nature. And so that brings us to the, the next thing that we need to again differentiate between um, this gift called the working of miracles and faith, because I, now I've just uh, highlighted two um, m- working of miracles that the church can perform that our Lord Jesus couldn't perform, and the one was getting people born again, and the other one is getting people filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, with regards to people getting people born again, the Scripture says in two Corinthians five eighteen. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, what that in, in means is that every single believer is required of the Lord to witness to the unsaved around them and to uh, reconcile them to God. In other words, to get them born again, to you know, share your testimony with unbelievers and for those who are prepared to accept uh, Jesus Christ as Lord, pray for them that they may be born again. Now, when that happens, the miracle of the new birth takes place. So that's the working of miracles right there. But that is operating by faith. So that is an individual sharing their testimony with an unsaved person and trusting that God is going to use their testimony to uh, bring that person into the kingdom of God. And quite not always does it happen, but it does happen from time to time, that when you share your testimony that uh, the recipient is prepared to give their hearts to the Lord, and they are then born again. But that is um, being obedient by faith to the instruction given to every saint in the church. So this is uh, just like laying hands on the sick that they may recover that instruction is given to every saint so if, if the instruction is given to every saint to testify for the Lord Jesus Christ as, as, a, as a witness for him and thus be used of him to bring the unsaved into the kingdom of God but that does not mean Um, Now we need to do do the equation. Um, Do I want to do the equation now? Alright, so that's individual. We'll do the equation in the next step that I want to uh, discuss. So all believers are required of the Lord to be used of Him to get people born again. And we do that by living our Christian lives and testifying about the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there's another thing that all believers are required to do, and that's Acts chapter 9, verse 17. The scripture says, And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, talking about Paul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so here we have a disciple, Ananias. He's not a a minister of the gospel. And the Lord appears to him in a vision. And the Lord says to him, I want you to go lay hands on Saul so that he can receive his sight and so that he can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ananias eventually is obedient. He does argue a little bit with the Lord. Uh, (laughs) He thought the Lord kind of missed it. But anyway, uh, God sorted him out. And so he goes to Saul and he lays hands on Saul. And Saul's eyes are healed, the scales fall off. But at the same time, Saul is filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know that Saul spoke with other tongues because he said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. But the point that I want to raise here is that Ananias was just a disciple. He was not a minister of the gospel. And so this is not a gift that Ananias is exercising. This has just been in obedience to the Lord. He goes to uh, one disciple to another disciple, lays hand on, on that disciple, that he may be healed, that's the one aspect, but also that he may be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the other aspect. And so we, as believers, we are able to lay hands on fellow believers who have not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit so that they may be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is, a, uh, again, an, it's not a mandate as such, but it's the, the um, principle has been set forth for us in the Scripture for us to be able to do that. For our lord uh, would not have instructed ananias to do that had he not had the ability to do just that so one who has already been filled i'm talking about purely a disciple of the lord i'm not talking about somebody who's in the ministry now but any layman in the church who has been filled with the holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues can lay hands on another believer who has not yet been filled with the holy spirit so that they may be filled with the holy spirit and in faith, lay hands on that individual. And again, the, the believer who's wanting to be full in faith can receive then the Holy Spirit through that method. And so that's again uh, operating in faith, just like praying for the sick that they may recover. There's the faith aspect as well. So in both instances, that's Uh, a miracle takes place. When the individual is born again, that's a miracle taking place. And when another saint is filled with the Holy Spirit, that's a miracle taking place. Um, And so technically, uh, you can say, well, then the the saint who has been used of the Lord to get somebody born again and has been used of the Lord to get them filled with the Holy Spirit has then operated in the gift of the working of miracles. Yes, you can say that from a technical point, but it's actually not standpoint. But that's actually not the case. All that has happened is they have operated in faith, and they have done what the Lord tells told them to do. And when they did that, God then uh, manifested Himself. But just like with the gifts of healings, um, there's the there's then the anointing that is able to do the greater. Um, have greater results. And so we know this. And so let's just have a look at the passage of Scripture and then I'll comment on it because it obviously once we look at the Scripture we'll be able to understand clearly what I'm, I'm referring to. Acts chapter 8, uh, beginning in verse 5, Scripture says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord he did the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Verse 12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. That's speaking about water baptism. Verse 14. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And so, we're differentiating now between operating in faith and operating in the anointing of the gift of the working of miracles. Okay, so now we're looking at two, three ministers of the gospel here. We're looking at Philip and we're looking at Peter and John. Philip was an evangelist. The book of Acts refers to him as an evangelist later in the book of Acts. And so we understand that a uh, one who's called by the Lord to operate in the ministry gift of the evangelist will be able to um, minister to multitudes through the preaching of the gospel and bring them into the kingdom of God. And that is completely different to a saint sharing with another unsaved person their testimony and getting them born again. That saint is not now ministering to thousands of people and getting multitudes coming into the kingdom of God. we just had um, the evangelist Billy Graham who's just now recently gone to be with the Lord and the Lord used him to add millions to the kingdom of God he's an evangelist and so that's their ministry gift that's that's the anointing that is upon their ministry now they operate in the gift of the working of miracles in that people are born again under their ministry Because we said that to get somebody born again is a a miraculous act. God does work a miracle in that individual's life. And so you can understand quite clearly that between a normal saint sharing their testimony and an evangelist ministering to thousands, big difference. Now the reason that the evangelist can minister to thousands um, is because they're anointed in this area. And that gift of the working of miracles is able to be made manifest through their ministry in order to bring um, multitudes into the kingdom of God. And that's exactly what happened here under Philip's ministry. He goes into the city of Samaria, he preaches the gospel to them, and the scripture talks about multitudes coming into the kingdom of God. They're born again, and they are baptized in water. But now we get to the second uh, miracle that we have been discussing thus far, because we've been discussing the two miracles, uh, the born again, miracle and being filled with the holy spirit um so philip gets to the point where he has now got them saved and he's got them baptized in water but at this point in time they have not yet none of them have yet been filled with the holy spirit to be able to speak with other tongues philip doesn't do that what happens is that in um, verse 14 the scripture says now when the apostles who were at jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, um, who when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. So uh, the apostle Peter and the apostle John came down to Samaria to help Philip for a very specific purpose. They came down and prayed for them that they might, might receive the Holy Spirit. Philip hadn't done that. Why is that? Because Philip wasn't anointed with that particular gift of working of miracles. He was anointed with the gift of working of miracles to get people born again. But he was not anointed with the gift of working of miracles to get people full with the Holy Spirit. And so Peter and John come down because they are anointed with that particular gift. Now the Bible does talk about it, calls it a gift, because later in this passage of Scripture, Simon... uh, this is not Simon Peter now this is Simon the, the sorcerer who had been uh, born again under Philip's ministry when he sees Peter and John lay hands on the saints and they're filled with the Holy Spirit he offers money to Peter and John saying please let me have this gift so that whoever I lay hands they will be filled with the Holy Spirit and Peter obviously rebukes him because he is completely uh, perverse in what he was trying to do he's trying to make money out of the gift of God. But Peter refers to it as a gift of God. In other words, um, Peter understood that God had anointed him and John in this particular gift of the working of miracles, in that whoever they laid hands on, saint, whichever saint they laid hands on, those saints would be filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak with other tongues. Philip didn't have that gift. He had the gift of the working of miracles to get people born again, but he didn't have the gift of the working of miracles to get people filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter and John did have that gift operating in their ministries and so that is why the church of Jerusalem sent those two particular apostles down to uh, the church in Samaria to lay hands on them so they could be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so when Peter and John came down, multitudes were filled with the Holy Spirit, everybody um, we don't know how many people uh, were saved under um, Philip's uh, ministry, but the Bible does talk about multitudes coming into the kingdom. Um, and multitudes with one accord. He did the things spoken by Philip. And so multitudes are multitudes. It could have been uh, hundreds, could have been thousands that had been born again under Philip's ministry. Um, but none of them had been filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, the, why is that? Because Philip recognized he didn't have that gift of that working in miracles. And so for, for Philip to lay hands on each one of those saints in order for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit, he would have had to do that. He could have done it, but he would have had to do it in faith for each one. And each one of the saints would have had to receive from Philip by faith. And it would have taken a long time, and it might not have got everybody filled because not everybody might have been operating in the faith to receive through Philip. So rather call down from um, Jerusalem, Peter and John, who we know are anointed with this particular gift to be uh, used of the Lord to fill people with the Holy Spirit. Call them down because that's their gift. That's the anointing they carry. And so when they pray for multitudes, the, the power of God flows. And whoever they touch just gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes they don't even have to touch anyone. It's just the Holy Spirit falls um, because that anointing is there, that gift is made present. And that is the gift of the work of miracles in this area, being able to get people filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Um, and so that differentiates, as I said, we needed to, just before we get into uh, examples of the working of miracles uh, in uh, this series, is we needed to differentiate uh, what the greater works were, that our Lord was referring to compared to the works that he was referring to. Now, when our Lord spoke about the works, he was also speaking about the, the healings that he performed, and but with that we've dealt with under the, the um, spiritual gift called gifts of healings. Now we're dealing with the spiritual gift called working of miracles. And so um, our Lord Jesus, all of the working of miracles that he performed, if you go through church history in the book of Acts up until now, you will see that the church has done those same works. From time to time, not all the time, but she's done it from time to time. And But the greater works that our Lord Jesus was referring to is getting people born again, getting them filled with the Holy Spirit. That the church can do, that our Lord couldn't do. That's what he was referring to. And then we had to differentiate between saints being used of the Lord to get people born again and being used of the Lord to get people filled with the Holy Spirit by faith. That happens and that should happen with all saints. We should all have... Um, testimonies of witnessing to unsaved and at least one or two coming into the kingdom of God uh, during the time that we witnessed over the the time we've been saved and there should be occasions that we have prayed for individuals to be filled with the spirit and they have been filled but then we took it up to a higher level and we said okay now when the actual gift is made manifest because that's in those instances when the saints are praying by faith It's not the gift being made manifest. But when the gift is made manifest of the working of miracles through individuals, well then, a greater result occurs because more people get saved out through uh, that one person's uh, testimony, in that multitudes come in, and more people get filled with the Holy Spirit at the same time, because the anointing is there uh, to manifest this particular working of miracle. Um, And so that's the difference between faith and the anointing. Just like with the gifts of healing, there's a difference between faith and the anointing. And just like even the gift uh, of special faith, there's a difference between faith and the anointing. And we need to understand the difference uh, when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit because um, it gets confusing. People seem to think that um, because they have laid hands on somebody and they were filled with the holy spirit okay well now i've got the gift of working in miracles in this area no you don't Um, because as i say you can really quite easily differentiate between between somebody being able to um, pray for thousands of people at the same time and get them all filled with the holy spirit and somebody who's able to just pray for one or two individuals and get them filled with the holy spirit that's completely different Um, between the the anointing of the gift and the operating by faith. And it's as far as I want to go on today's teaching. Um, In the next uh, teaching, we're going to look at at examples of the working of miracles and how that actually does operate in the different categories of miracles that we can see in Scripture. Um, But I don't want to go into that today because otherwise we're going to uh, kind of run out of time. But we'll carry on and we'll finish off then... um, the series on the power of gifts in our next teaching. We're gonna end the teaching on that one of that. Amen.